Camila, I've called you to live a supernatural life. And at first, when you hear that, you start thinking, oh, that means lay hands on the sick and speak in tongues and all these things. And it does mean that. But it also means that we have joy when it doesn't make sense. We have peace when it doesn't make sense. It means that <laughs> all things work together for our good. It means all the things that the Bible says, but what that requires is of me and what it requires of you is that we forget about the natural for a little bit. When we come here, our minds and our hearts are focused on him. And even before we get here, when we leave here, you know, I've been, I've been imagining coming to the church and instead of everyone saying hi to each other, we're all praying, we're all reading our Bibles, we're all praising and worshiping. We don't talk about what the weather's like. We don't talk about what struggles we face through the week. We don't even ask how we are. We have to do that after because we're so focused on continuing our conversation with the Lord. And I say continue because it should be continuing when we get here, not starting. And if we do that, who knows what will happen. But um, I know sometimes it's difficult. I'm, I'm in the third trimester now and I know my body's trying to tell me all kinds of stuff people have all kinds of things to tell me about how to handle it but what I need is more of him and what you need to get through whatever you're facing is more of him <laughs> oh, amen. amen Ayla and I were careful about what we say before a moment like this because we, we always like to see if we're gonna we're gonna talk about the same thing it's funny because we are we're the Lord's laying the same thing on my heart. He was talking to me during worship. Man, and this was so awesome because this is what he said to me. He said, you know, from the beginning of creation, I intended for man to get everything that he had need of from me in my presence. And throughout all of history, I've been trying to get man back to that place where all that he has need of is found in my presence, that he doesn't toil, that he doesn't work, that, he, that he's not, that he's not uh, toiling to get to that place of earning. You know, Pastor Ziggy teaches about this a lot, but um, I was just sitting there thinking about it. He was talking to me about this, and he, this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, you know, Jesus, when he died on the cross, the veil was torn. That veil was torn because that's, that's the thing that was holding us back from receiving all that God had from us in that, in that moment. And as, as man, as we sin and as we struggle and we go through life, we lift up a, a veil you know, in our own lives, we lift up a veil. And I believe in this season right now that God is tearing that veil that we've erected. I believe that God's tearing that veil that the circumstance of life has, has built up uh, in our own personal lives. And the very thing that has held us back from receiving the fullness of his promise in our lives is being removed uh, in this season right now because everything we have need of is found in his presence. That's why the spirit of God is drawing us in right now is because he knows that all that we have need of is found in him. We're not gathering because we want uh, we want a specific thing. We're and I, at least I'm not. I don't know about you guys, but every time I show up, I before I walk in this building, I try my best to put aside everything that's working in my brain, everything that has to do with work, things that have to do with our bills and our family and all kinds of stuff, all of our plans. I try to eliminate all of that from my mind because I'm genuinely trying to come into minister to the Lord and whatever it is that he wants to get across to me I'm trusting that he'll get it across to me and as we've been doing that the Lord's been telling me this is the way that I want you to live your life this is the way I always intended for you to be I never intended for you to be any other way than 
to get rid of your own agenda. Take up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself. I, you know, I read that scripture on Wednesday night and I never said anything else about it. But that's, we, we think about that scripture of denying ourselves, of, of putting down our opinions and things like that. But really what that is too is, is ignoring the pile of laundry if that's what it is that's holding you back. Ignoring the pile of dishes that are building up in the sink. Ignoring the fact that you have bills due. Um, ignoring... Some of you, he, he was this way with me, ignoring the work schedule as it, as it comes up and tries to get crazy, ignoring uh, your family if that's what's necessary, if, they, if that's what's holding you back from ministering to him in that, in that way of getting over there in his presence. And I believe that that's what the Lord's talking to us about today, um, about putting our faith in Jesus. And that's how we do that. We have come into his presence. And as we minister to him, we can expect, it's not why we do it, because the manifestation, when it comes to faith, the manifestation is irrelevant because faith sees it done. Amen. So when we're not, we're not coming into his presence because we need something. We're coming into his presence because he is all we need. He is everything to us. Amen. And I don't know about you, but these last several months, these last several weeks, especially I've been praying a prayer and I didn't realize I was setting myself up for this moment right now. I might get a little emotional. So just close your eyes if I start crying or something. <laughs> but I've been praying this prayer of, Lord, whatever it is that's in my life that you don't want there, just rid my life of everything except for you. I feel his presence so strong right now. And he's doing it right now in this season, right now. He is ridding our lives of everything that is not of him. And if it's not of him, I don't want any part of it. There's, there's no place any longer in my life for anything that's not of him. There's no, there's no, I have no time for anything else other than him and everything that he has for us. Amen. So let's pray, let's continue to press in because he's doing a work in us. Um, it is uncomfortable, you know, as we sit here and we don't have a list, we don't have a message, we don't have a word. I think we've been so heavily reliant on Pastor Ziggy hearing from the Lord. And right now, the Lord, he's been dealing with me so much about this that he's saying, yeah, I'm talking to Pastor Ziggy, but I'm talking to Pastor Ziggy for Pastor Ziggy. I want to talk to you for you. Hear my voice. I want to talk to you. And that's what he's doing right now. He's talking to us. So turn your ear to hear. And as we minister to him, you can expect that you're going to hear his voice. Amen. 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 So let's just keep worshiping because I believe that's what he wants us to do. I believe that that's exactly what it is that he's trying to say to us right now is worship me. Amen. Amen. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, by now they'd fall but you have never failed me yet waiting for change to come knowing the battles won for you have never failed me yet 
promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me. You promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me. Oh, you've never failed me, Lord, and you never will. You've never lost a battle. I know the night won't last. Your word will come to pass. My heart will sing your praise again. Jesus, Jesus, you're still enough. Keep me within your love. My heart will sing your praise again. Oh, your promises, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me. Oh, you never failed me. You never will. You never will. You never will. promises they still stand we stand on your word lord oh you never fail you never fail <laughs> i've seen you move you move the mountains and i believe i'll see you do it again you made a And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it again. I've seen you move, you move the mountains. And I believe you'll see you do it again. You made 
My being. 
the most beautiful among thousands and thousands my beloved is the most beautiful among thousands and thousands my beloved is the most beautiful among thousands and thousands yes Ah uh-huh. 
forever your kingdom lift up our hands and worship him for a moment you know worship as much as it's a, a sound and as much as it's a song it's an expression and 
I, I think for as long as I've been born again, God has been looking for people <clears throat> that will give him the expression of worship. Not just the song of worship, but the expression of worship. That expression, it, just like the song comes out of your mouth, that expression has to come out of your spirit, has to come out of the innermost part of your being. And that's really what he wants. In fact, Jesus said it. God is looking for those that will worship him. Those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. God's looking for worshipers. <laughs> those that will worship him in spirit. Those that will worship him in truth. So, Lord, we worship you today. We worship you. worship you. Come on, let's sing that. Yeshu. Come on, let's give him the expression of worship as we sing. Yeshu. the Lord. Thank you, God. to assure I want to assure all of you and, and mo probably most of you here that when we when we're when you press into God you know the Bible we, we see we see people pressing into the Lord regularly in Scripture but we don't hear much about you know what you what you don't what you don't um, I don't think what what you don't glean from Scripture is what was in the hearts of the people that pressed into God. I think the only place you ever see Scripture really give us a glimpse into what was working in the mind and in the heart of an individual that really was pressing into the Lord was David 
The Bible said that David was a man after God's own heart. And because David had the opportunity uh, to write scripture, of course, we have to look at it from a, we have to be careful that we look at it from a New Testament perspective. But when you see David pressing into God, you can, many times as you read the book of Psalm, you can hear the agony. <laughs> you can hear the agony in his, you know, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O God. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. You know, David was anointed, and the Bible declares he was a man after God's heart. But when you read the book of Psalms, when you read those uh, songs, those things that came out of his heart when he was before God, you can, amen, you can hear the agony that was, that was upon him. And, and I think that that's the thing that has been the most misunderstood amongst God's people. We don't realize that, that in God's presence, there is an agonizing, not because God is against us, but because there is a flesh that we carry that has to die in his presence, you know, that has to submit to the Lord. And I think a lot of times we yield to the voice of the flesh instead of yielding to the voice of the spirit. You know, God is accepting of us. You know, we're not looking for his acceptance. He's already accepted us. He's not going to reject us. He, he, how can you be rejected when you've already been accepted? Amen. How can you be rejected when you've already been accepted? But see, those are the feelings that we go through. We feel like that God is rejecting us, like he's keeping us out of his presence. When it's his very, pre when it's his very presence that is provoking the agony that's upon our flesh. <laughs> the battle. You know what? You wouldn't, you wouldn't have that agony if it wasn't for the presence of God. Because your flesh delights in sin. Your flesh delights in in in, uh, in in doing what it wants to do, and in pleasing Him. So I want you to be careful not to be discouraged, because you know, uh, one of the things that it's it was had been difficult for me to communicate over the years is that this is the passage into His into you know when we talk about entering into His gates with thanksgiving and entering entering His courts with praise. You know, a thanksgiving and praise sounds like such a jolly time, but you know. Um, that's a sacrifice that we're offering to, to enter into the courts of the Lord. You know, you know what that means? That means your praise is going to be a sacrifice. That your worship is going to be a sacrifice. Well, what is a sacrifice? Is a sacrifice something that is easy to present to God? That's easy to do? No, it's not a sacrifice if it's not easy. If it's, if it's easy, uh, it's, it's not a sacrifice if it's simple. It's a sacrifice when it becomes complicated, when it becomes difficult. And so you can, you can rejoice in knowing this. You're offering up a sacrifice to Him when you come into His presence with thanksgiving, when you enter His... Does that make sense to y'all what I'm saying? Amen. Praise the Lord. I, ju I just know that my heart goes out because I know that there are many... I, I mean, this is the... Anytime I've entered... I mean, there have been times I've been in the presence of the Lord... And there was those, and those things are coming. Uh, they've been upon us in the past, and they're going to come in greater measure. But there have been those refreshing times, those times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. And there have been those times where He has shown up in a great demonstration and great manifestation of the Spirit. And in those times, 
it's, it's, it's always so wonderful to witness uh, him moving. But then there are, there are moments like this. You know, moments that I've been having recently have been those moments that it's, it's not always a, it's not always a, uh, there's not always the feeling. <laughs> there's not always the feeling of happiness or, you know, you know what I mean? Not, how do I say that? You know, I'm happy, but there's not always that warm feeling associated with it. There's an agonizing that says, God, I, I'm desperate for change. I'm desperate for change. I don't, I don't know how to unlock that door of change. Lord, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I've tried over and over and over again. And everything I've tried has failed. I know the things you're asking for from me, Lord. And I've tried and tried to give it to you. But I find myself, even after putting it at the altar, and <laughs> picking it up as I walk away and hauling it back to the house with me. So, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you so that the things that I lay down will be laid down and laid down forevermore in the name of Jesus. So, uh, be, be encouraged. This is, a, this is a good place. This is where God's, God's people have had to come uh, over the years to, uh, to open up the door and to unlock the realm of the miraculous and the supernatural. Listen, it's upon us, church. Uh, God's, God's wrecking people all over the nation. All over the world, God is wrecking people. And He's drawing them to that place. And there are people that are crying out with great repentance. You know, it's my prayer that we won't get caught up again in just the, because uh, in the past we've gotten caught up in just what it does for our flesh, what it does for us in the natural. We gravitate toward, you know, getting in His presence so we can get a prophecy or getting in His presence so we can uh, lay hands on someone who is sick and, and things of that nature. And we don't want to skip that because we, you know, those things are good. I don't know about anybody else, but we could use miracles in the area of healing all over the all over this nation and all over the world. And then the other thing that I feel like I'm bringing out of tonight, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll pray together and and uh, we'll, we'll I think we'll go in His presence. But anyhow, the other thing that I'm taking away from this moment is is this is that. It's extremely important that we align ourselves with the Spirit. And with where the Spirit is. You know, um, you, can, you can do anything that you want to do. You're not required to do what God wants you to do. You can do anything that you want to do. You can go anywhere you want to go. You can hang out with anyone you want to hang out with. But you know, there is a way that God wants you to live to entertain what He has for your life. And uh, I really, it's been really strong in my heart and in my spirit that we're coming to the conclusion of that time when, um, when God is going to, um, and, and I, I want to be careful how I say this because I don't want to leave a wrong impression in your minds. There, there are times that God puts up with certain stuff. You know, He put He puts up with certain things. And then there, there, there comes a time when He can no longer put up with it. Not because of His anger or because of His, 
you know, not because of his displeasure with it, but because what's happening necessitates something, something different. You know, Annie and I, we were watching a, a, a documentary on Netflix on a General Motors plant in Cincinnati, Ohio, that had shut down and they laid off all the employees. They shut the plant down. All these people that had, had made their livelihood uh, at this General Motors plant were now trying to have to look for another way to earn an income. And a Chinese company came, bought the plant, and brought in a glass manufacturing operation. The employees that were there were rehired at less than half the pay of what of, of what they had uh, been making with General, with General Motors. And uh, so it, it, you, you go through this whole process of these people trying to adapt to something different, to something new, to something that they're not acquainted with. See, this is, this is why I'm telling you, there, there, there are times, and, and this, is, this is the deal, you know, uh, those people were angry that the Chinese were in there and the work conditions were rougher and the benefits were less and the pay was less and, um, and they were complaining. They were complaining uh, and they were trying to unionize <laughs> in hopes that they could get a better contract and a better deal. You know, sometimes what people fail to realize is that they could be left with nothing. And I'm, I'm just speaking to that just because I think that was, I, I'm sitting there looking at these people and they're being rebellious and ugly and angry toward these Chinese people because they weren't getting what they got, had gotten from General Motors. And I thought, you, you people are so stupid. You don't realize that here in a minute, they're just going to shut the whole thing down and send all of you home. And then none of you will have a job. I mean, it's, it's, it was up, if it was up to the Chinese company, they'd have probably done it if they hadn't invested so much money. But what I'm, what I'm trying to get you to pull the analogy out from that is this, is that there comes a point in time when things change. And it's not that God's angry in his kingdom. It's not that he's angry. It's that things change. And we need to be able to change with the change that's happening in the spirit to facilitate what it is that God is doing. And sometimes we can complain and we can get set in our ways and we can, get, we, can, uh, we can begin to push and even pray things that aren't necessarily ungodly, but it's not, it's not where God wants us in the moment and in the time. And, you know, um, I'm, uh, I'm examining my heart and examining myself in this season about those, maybe some of the things maybe that I, where I missed the boat, where I maybe didn't align myself in the way that I should. Maybe I, maybe I entertained some things that uh, the Lord didn't want me to entertain in my life and in my ministry. Maybe I began to hang out with some people. You know, we've done that. Shri and I have found, we've, we've gone places. I, I, I mean, I went, I went to a, a southern part of the state and hung out with some people and went and preached at a church. And, and it was apparent to me right away that th it was a misalignment. It was a misalignment. And, you know, of course, Shree's like, well, I think we could help them. It's like, yeah, I'm, sh I'm sure we could help them, but at what cost? What would it do to us? What would it do to our ministry? What, I mean, do we really want to try to fit into a place that we don't belong? Are we really trying to, I mean, are we going to bring more harm than we are good? You know, it's not that they're not godly people. It's just that they're on a different path than we're on. 
And so I think there are some places that some of us have abandoned that we need to return to. There's some things that we need to realign ourselves with. Just because things changed in our life doesn't mean that we don't need to make sure that we align ourselves with what we know God needs for us to align with. You know, I believe that's why that message of strategic alignment was so important. I believe God was trying to get people that had abandoned uh, a, a, a stream or a, a place that God had led them. God was giving them the opportunity to return back to the place that he knew that they knew by the Spirit that they really needed to be, that would really, uh, that would really open up the door to all that God had for them. And, and so I don't know if you're able to hear this right now or not. I'm, I'm just speaking out of my spirit. I, I, these are the things that I hear in my heart today, um, just rolling around in my spirit. So be encouraged today. I, don't be discouraged. No matter what, don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. And trust that the Lord is going to lead you uh, to uh, higher levels. Amen. I once heard Joyce Meyer say this, higher levels, bigger devils. Amen. <laughs> higher levels, bigger devils. And so, amen. Amen. So be it. Glory to God. Let's go in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Stand up with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, 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 Lord. Thank God. Thank God. Praise the Lord. I know these meetings are very different for me. Um, I don't like coming together and us not having at least some direction. It, it, it messes with me real bad. But that's how I know that we're probably on the right path. And also, the Lord don't talk to me a whole lot about what, you know, what to share at all. It's almost like he's telling me, you know, you need to keep it to a minimum. Don't get up and jabber jaw, you know. Don't get up and just start yap, yapping. Uh, be careful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for the privilege that we've had to gather here tonight in your presence. To surrender our all to you, Lord. Lord, your word is, your word is clear. There's, there's, there's no misinterpreting what your word says, Lord. You said if we would seek you, we would find you. You said that if we sought you with all of our hearts, you would be found. And so, Lord, there are many of us here today that are seeking after you with all of our hearts. Lord, we're desperate for you. We're hungry for you. Lord, we're like David. We're willing to become undignified even more undignified than what we've been to be able to have more of you. More of you, Lord, equates to less of us. But we know, God, it's not going to be less of us first because we, we've, we've tried. We've tried to be less. <laughs> but the us that's in us keeps, keeps popping up out of, the, out of the water of our life like a beach ball that we try to submerge underwater. It just comes flying right back up in our face. And so, Lord, just like in the beginning, we're looking to you to help, to help us. Lord, to help us to be able to rid ourselves of those things, Lord, that are not pleasing to you, those things that stand in the way, that stand between you and us, that stand between 
us seeing you, God, and knowing you. Lord, you, you told us these days were coming, and they're upon us. They're upon us. And there's nothing we can do. We could, well, we could play church. We could play church. But Lord, we've never played church. And so God, whatever it is that you're going to be doing and whatever it is that you're going to be about and busy with, Lord, that's what we're going to be busy with in the name of Jesus. And so Father, I thank you. Your word is clear. You said in your word, let every ear that hears hear what you're saying to the church. Well, Lord, we have a hearing ear because you gave us one. You said your sheep hear your voice and another they wouldn't follow. And so we declare we will follow you in the name of Jesus. We will not even pay attention to another voice, but we will tune ourselves to hear your voice and to follow your leading in this hour in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we have your promises, and your promises, according to your word, are yes and amen. They are certain. They are settled. It is already done. And so, God, we, that's what we line ourselves up with. We line ourselves up with your word. We say yes to you, Lord. We say yes to your will. We say yes to your way in the name of Jesus. We say no to the devil. We say no to the flesh. We say no to the world. We say no to religion. We say no to, to, to tradition. We say no to the ways of man. Lord, we say yes to your ways in the name of Jesus. We say yes to your ways in the name of Jesus. Lord, show us your way. Show us your way that we may know you. That we may know you. That we may know you, Lord. Lord, we'll be grateful for your acts, but Lord, more than anything, we want to know your ways. We want to know your ways. So, Lord, that's, that's our desire. Show us your way. Reveal to us by your spirit for your glory in the name of Jesus. The path that you've, uh, that you've uh, already uh, dictated, the path that you've already settled, that the path that you've already mapped out. Lord, may we find ourselves smack dab in the middle of that path, abandoning ourselves to live for you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. Save us, Lord. Save us. See, some of you, some of you are like, I am saved. No, we need to be more saved. Amen. You know, my grandmother told me something that I thought was silly at one time. She said, to, I told her, I said, Grandma, I got saved. She said, huh, saved. <laughs> she, she looked at me. She said, you're not saved. I said, I, I am. How dare you? I was offended. <laughs> I was offended. I was offended when my grandmother looked at me and said, you're not saved. I said, yes, I am. I said a prayer. She said, it's not the prayer that saves you. She said, you know what? She says, you're not saved until everyone around you can testify that you're saved. When everyone around you looks at your life and says, now they're saved. She says, that's when you'll know that it's working. 
That's when you'll know you're saved. When everyone around you, you know, you know what I say? Save me, Lord. I've, I've, I've been redeemed. I, I'm, no, I'm no longer on my way to hell on a grease pole. I've been born again. But you know what? I'm still in the process of salvation. And so, Lord, save us. Save every one of us, every last one of us in the name of Jesus. Save us from ourselves. Save us from our ways. In Jesus' name, I thank you for it, Father. Everybody that believed it shouted amen. Praise God. Listen, I don't know about you, but there's no place I'd rather be on a Friday night than in the house of God with God's people. Amen. <clears throat> I believe that we're going to uh, I believe that we're going to continue to experience uh, his presence this weekend as we move into the weekend. Of course, 10:30 a.m. on Sunday, we're back here for our regular if you can call it regular. I don't think there's anything regular about what we're doing around here anymore. But we are going to come together for our uh, uh, regularly scheduled uh, worship service at 10.30 a.m. And I want to encourage you to, uh, you know what, can we can we hang out here as long as we need to on Sunday? We did last Sunday, didn't we? And uh, yeah, it was last Sunday. I was super long-winded. And uh, But we were, we were here long enough to hear what the Lord was saying to us. And, and uh, I, thought, I thought the Lord was helping us big time. Uh, the message didn't bring everybody to their feet and have everybody shouting, but it was the Word of God. Amen. And He was helping us. So uh, I want to continue to encourage you to apply the Word of God to your life. Apply the promises of God. Stand upon His Word. Have faith in what God said. Believe Him. And no matter what comes, know this. You're on the path that God has uh, put you on and if you'll continue to walk in his righteousness the bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by god and if you've gotten off path he'll lead you right back to where he wants you to go if you'll follow him in the name of jesus listen i love you go in his presence before you leave love someone because you do and i'll see many of you here sunday in jesus name <laughs>